0: I've been part of a team that's gone on to win three in a row. It's just, it's crazy really. And you kind of forget about it sometimes. Like all the guys that I played with growing up through the years, like we're all still friends and everything. So it really is like, a, it's a good family sense and a good community sense. We had won in All-Ireland in 97, 99, 2000. It's more local at your club. You know everything, you know the setup. up. It's different than joining a county panel. It was nearly
1: like a kind of statement to say, we're here, we're ready to play. No one's going to push us over this year.
0: This podcast is sponsored by Declan Kirby GA Star. Declan Kirby GA Star is a children's GA book written by primary school teacher and GA coach Michael Egan. Follow the trials and tribulations of Declan Kirby and his team at Smith Green Gaelic Football Club. The book is a very good read for any parents who are looking to get their children involved in Gaelic games. The book is available in Eason's Little and All Good bookshops. It's also available to download on Amazon, so make sure to go and check it out. They're very good supporters of the channel and the page, so you'll certainly be doing me a good favour as well if you went ahead and checked the book out. So I do very much appreciate it. The link is in the description down below and let's get straight into it. Okay, so Welcome back to GA Fan TV. My name is Aaron. I hope everyone is keeping wonderfully well. I'm delighted to be joined here by Seamus Brady from the Play On GA podcast. We're here to preview the Dublin Senior Football Championship final that's happening this weekend between Kilmacud Croaks and St. Jude's. I suppose a big game for both clubs, a lot on the line. Kilmacud obviously haven't won this competition since 2018. St. Jude's have never won the Dublin Senior Football Championship in their history. I suppose, first of all, how's things are yourself? Are you enjoying all the football at the moment? Definitely a lot of uh, a lot of club football in Ireland to keep up with nowadays.
1: Yeah, how are you, Aaron? Thanks for having me on again. Um, but, yeah, I, I love it. I think that the the club action has kind of taken over the spotlight from the county game right now. And just just tons and tons of action on. And... The, the live coverage in particular has, in my opinion, been a breath of fresh air to the game. I think it's it's really, you know, drawn the spotlight on the effort that club players put into the game. And, you know, especially with a side like Jude's obviously being in the final. Yeah, they have their, their standout player in McManaman. But they're a, they're a side full of, you know, dogged hard workers. And, you know, they're getting the respect that they deserve for years and years of hard work. I mean, obviously you mentioned there they've never won it and that, that's bizarre when you look at how close they've been in the last few years. They've been unfortunate with their timing to have their golden generation. Obviously, in the mid-2010s, you had that glorious St. Vincent side that were just mopping up every Dublin club championship. And they're going to have a pretty tough again at the weekend. I know they look super impressive against Lucan, but, I mean, when you look at the, the strength that Chemical Crocs have, Mannion, Cunningham, I think it's going to be a fascinating game for 100%.
0: Yeah, and I suppose if we get anything close to what we got for the, the hurling final there at the weekend, I mean, if we get anything close to that entertainment and that kind of, I suppose, like end-to-end action and late-minute drama and whatnot, like we'll definitely we'll definitely be in for a treat. And hopefully, anyways, it's a, it's a good advertisement for Dublin football, obviously, for both of us that are passionate Dublin fans.
1: Oh, there's no doubt about that because the, the hurling final was an epic. And right up until the end, you didn't know what was going to happen. And now what you're going to have is you're going to have massive opportunities if this is an extraordinary game because more drama will lead to more eyeballs on next year's championship, particularly in Dublin. You know, you're talking about a championship which has so many clubs with huge huge numbers, huge members, and, you know, more drama, more exposure, more opportunities for the club players as well. And the club championship, to a lot of club players, is more important than the county championship. Almost, they don't really care about, you know, making it. So you could argue that Connolly played his best but played his best football for Saint Vincent's instead of instead of playing his best football for Dublin. But we, you know, with this final, son, with this final, I think it's going to be. I think it will be an epic because you have Jude's, who have been so close for so long. But there's something about this year where I'm just I'm looking at, you know, how many years does McManaman have left? How many years does Niall Coakley have left? So I think they're going to give it absolutely everything that they have in the tank. And they're coming up against a croak side, which is you could kind of argue going through a little bit of a transition. I mean, they're they're flooded now with a lot of young, exciting players like Dan O'Brien, you know, Brian Shee's in there as well. They're flooded with a lot of young lads and players that were stalwarts like Keno Sullivan, they're not as reliant on them as they once were. So I think that's why a lot of people were probably tipping Bowden in the semifinal. But to just see how Croaks just dispatched of Bowden, you know, with the utmost of ease, I think that's what is making me kind of fearful for Judes in this final.
0: Yeah, it is an interesting way <laughs> with Kilmickle Croaks because. Like looking at them in, in previous years, like them and Jules were in the final. Funny enough, the last time both of these two sides were in the final was actually in 2018 when Kilmacud Croaks got that victory over, over St. Jude's. But like with Kilmacud, like in, in previous years, I felt like at times they've underachieved and probably haven't played to their potential. I don't think they've got the best out of some of their best players. But I feel like this year they've really, really clicked into the gear. Like they've won every game so far this year a little bit of a testing game against Nafina was close enough. It was only a two point victory and Nafina, to be honest though, I think are probably one of the more underrated teams in in Dublin football at the moment. But in terms of their performance against Bally Bowden, like they absolutely put them to the sword. Very, very comfortable. Paul Mannion looking as good as ever. And like what you said, some of the other young lads coming in there, like Dan O'Brien, Darren Mullen, you know, he's been a consistent performer for the last uh, couple of seasons as well. Rory O'Carroll, of course, in the fence and Craig Diaz in midfield. So, like, tremendous amount of talent all across the board for Kimmel Crokes, croaks and at least so far this year, anyways, they seem to be performing to the ability that I'm sure they know they can play at the majority of the time.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And They almost had a, a pretty similar thing to ballymun Kickens, that when you looked at Ballymun-Kickham's team sheet over the last few years, it was, like, almost a case of, like, how were they not winning it every season when you looked at the spine that they had? Comerford, Small, McCarthy, Rock. It was, how are they not winning it every year? Like, But then Crows kind of had the same effect. You, you had Mannion, you had Diaz, you had O'Sullivan. It was like they were spoiled for riches. but they are going to have that. They're a massive club on the south side. The amount of area that they have, the amount of teams that they're able to put in, I think I've seen this stat. I just remember this. It was on the Sunday game. I think it was on one of those debates about how a smaller county can compete with a bigger county. And they were saying that Croaks in one year, just one random year, they had more under fourteens than Leitrim did. So yeah. I mean that just shows you the strength that Croaks have as a single club in Dublin. And against Judes, I mean Judes have been stepping it up for years now. Their preparation, their performance has been brilliant. They squeeze every drop out of that team that they have. I think the key instinct, the the key part that I think in the game will be around the midfield, I think, because both sides have brilliant forward lines. You've got Mannion on one side, but Cunningham, say, as his you know, right-hand man. And then on the Jude side, you've got, obviously, McManaman, but then inside you've got Niall Coakley. You've just got – and then you've got David Mannix there as well. You know, huge potential in that inside line. And around the middle, being able to deliver, you know, adequate ball into the forwards – you now, obviously, on the croak side, you've got Craig Diaz there. You've got Ben Shovelin, But I think Jude's actually held the advantage around the middle, which does make it fascinating. When you look at, like, Pat Spanin's performance in the semi final, was absolutely outrageous. Tom Lahiff at back is such a powerful force for them. Colin Murphy as well has been, you know, doing the business for years. And then Mark Sweeney at centre-back. They're just so solid around that area. And I think they might actually hold the upper hand around the middle.
0: Yeah, like for St. Jude's yeah. in particular, like looking at, like what you said there, with Pat Spillane in around the middle and sometimes Tom LaHiff can operate around the middle as well. Like maybe in previous seasons, you could have looked at their midfield as a bit of a weakness, but like they've so much talent all around there and even Kevin McManaman as well. Like he probably doesn't have the legs to be the same Kevin McManaman that he was maybe four or five years ago, but you see him at times dropping deep and kind of even playing that Kieran Kilkenny role a little bit. So, I mean, they, like that could be a very interesting area of the pitch as well and and for Judes, I could imagine they'd want to focus on that strength
1: yeah 100% I think if like if they are going to win this game winning the the battle in the middle is imperative to that because that's what Judes have done in all of the championship games up until this point against Lucan they bossed the middle make no mistake about that they bossed the middle and that led to terrible ball going into Brendan Gallagher and Harry Ladd and they were isolated, they were left kind of alone up there. Then when Lucan kind of put the squeeze on, and this was the so we'll go to like the pros, the cons the, of what Jude's kind of what they have to get right and what they have to avoid, in my opinion. But they definitely have to avoid is they just switched off against Lucan. They gave away easy penalties. And you're looking at that thinking they looked so impressive for so long. And then they switch off, and next thing you know, like Lucan. It was almost a case of like, well, what's going on? Like They were on top for so long, and then they just kind of give away soft penalties, soft goals. They make it look like it was a lot closer than it was because jules dominated that game. It would never look like Lucum were going to win. But then on the flip side, Croaks have done that in this championship as well. Go back to the game against Vincent's in the group stage. Mossy Quinn gets that goal. And from nowhere, Croaks go from being completely dominant over Vincent's to Vincent's being level scores with Croaks in no time at all. So Croaks have that in them to switch off as well. So I think Jude's first thing is get the middle on lock. Lahiff, Murphy, Sweeney, and Pat Spallan need to dominate the midfield because I think they kind of do have the leg up on Diaz and Shovelin there. So. I wouldn't be surprised if Croaks try and throw in like a Connor Casey to start or something just to give them a bit more physical presence in the midfield area. But then on top of that, make sure that the ball going into Niall Coakley and David Mannix is of top level. Get Kevin McManaman, as you said, doing the Colonel Kenny role, keep him away from like a Dan O'Brien or someone who might pick him up just to follow him all over the pitch and then find someone who can keep Paul Mannion to, to three points or something because he's been outstanding throughout this championship
0: yeah I suppose it's easier yeah. it, yeah. mean, in many ways as well like with Paul Mannion I mean you've seen even the reporter at the end of the game like trying to get it out of Paul Mannion was he going to come back to Dublin and whatnot and, and everything else but like they probably like I think Kilmakuk Croaks have definitely benefited hugely with the fact that he hasn't been involved with the county because he's had a full league campaign under his belt You've seen he's come into the club championship without any injuries without the county probably behind the scenes maybe saying oh you should play he shouldn't play like and he looks free of maybe all that kind of maybe baggage that was there before and you' see you're seeing some of his performances as well like his performance in the semifinal was unbelievable as well like and without doubt like on his day he's not just probably one of the best forwards in Dublin but probably in the country.
1: No doubt. No doubt. And the thing that illustrated that best to me was his first point. I mean, he just weaved through about three Ballybowl lads and stuck it over the back. One man of the match at the end of the game. He's just a different level of player. He's, he's one of the best forwards on his day that I think I've seen. Like on his day. The only problem for Dublin was that sometimes he, he was a little bit inconsistent, but on his day, he's remarkable. And for Croaks this year, he's on it. He is hitting form at the perfect time as well, right as they're coming into the business end of the championship. But he's, he's been on top for so long now in Dublin. He's been one of, if not the best forward in the county for so long. And as you said, the country itself. And how Jude's keep a hold on him, I think is going to be absolutely crucial to who wins this game. I think Croaks are a little bit more of a, they rely on a few players to kind of get them over the line, like your Mannion, like your Shane Cunningham. But whereas on the Jude side, they are really a unit. And, you know, they've been outdone in the last two finals. I think Jude's they have a great chance this year. They just need to keep Mannion down to as few as they can. I mean, but it, it can be done. Look at the the time the Crocs got to the Leinster final in 2018. to put, Moul- put Paddy Fox... On Paul Mannion and Paddy Fox kept Paul Mannion scoreless from play, and more well, went on to win. So that's a clear indicator for me that if Jude's kind of can kind of curtail Mannion's influence, they have a massive leg up and a potential win there.
0: And well, that's the thing about croaks, because, like, when you look when you actually look through it, like, since they won the All Ireland in 2009, they've only been in three county finals. They've won two of them. They've lost the other one. You know, and you're going back what 11, 12 years there. So. I mean, for all the talent that they've had in the last couple of years, they haven't always performed to the best of their ability. And it does seem they're kind of a bit like Ballymun in that sense that they do seem to have this odd hiccup with that odd bad performance. And it definitely hasn't come so far this year. So far this year, they've looked really, really good. They've obviously got new management in there. They've brought through a couple of young players. And obviously with the fact that Paul Mannion hasn't had the county, I suppose, kind of in the background. So you know, they've definitely kind of wrote the wrongs in, in that kind of instance. But at the same time, there is a bit of a history of them being caught, and it could happen, you know, in this final for Judes, which would obviously be huge for them.
1: Yeah. And, and while I said that I kind of tip Croaks to win, I don't see Judes as proper underdogs. I don't mm-hmm. see them as being, I see them right up there on Croaks level. And it is going to be who hits form on the day. The, the key thing that I said is that. Mannion is the key guy for Croaks. It doesn't take a genius to figure that out. But Mannion is on form right now. He is playing some of the best football we've ever seen him play. And that means that Croaks will probably be firing because when Mannion fires, Croaks fire. Dan O'Brien is looking very, very good at wing back as well. Rory O'Carroll, as you mentioned, is looking fantastic. No matter where he plays, he's played pretty much everywhere for Croaks up until the final here. And just all over the defense, they got Killian O'Shea, they got Andrew McGowan very, very strong defenders. And I'll be interested, and I want I'll be interested to hear what you think about this. Which one of them do you think is going to pick up Nor Coakley?
0: Yeah, it is an interesting one, all right. But like Noel Coakley, like I mean, what a player he's obviously, what an addition he's been for dudes for over the past couple of years. And it's kind of funny. I was speaking to a Cork fan earlier, and when he was with the Cork county team, they were saying, you know, he probably didn't play to his full potential. So it'll be an interesting one. All right. To see who they, who they go for and that kind of essence, like Rory O'Carroll has the experience and, you know, he's undoubtedly probably their strongest defender in, in back line. But, you know, at the same time, you can't leave, I think Alan Connolly is a really good up and coming player for St. Jude's. He looks like a very talented footballer in there as well. Um, and I'm sure someone's going to need to keep track of Kevin McManaman as well. So like there's all sorts of, uh, of permutations really going into this final, and it's what makes it, I suppose, as interesting as what it should be, anyways.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt about that because both sides have aces in the pack. I mean, you got Mannion on one side, you got McManaman on the other side, and then the kickers to the aces are so strong. And both these sides, I mean, whoever gets through this. I think both these sides have a serious crack at winning Leinster and then obviously winning the All-Ireland itself. Because when you look at some of the club sides that have been knocked out, like your Cross McLens are gone, your Trillix are gone. There's huge clubs that have been knocked out already of the club championship. And I feel like it's kind of it's open for anyone to win this year.
0: Yeah, and I suppose for Jude's, like focusing in on them once again here, like, I mean... Like, for me, they're a lot more than just Kevin McManaman as well. I think that's, like, something important to note as well. Like, Noah Coakley's definitely stepped up in the last couple of years, Alan Connolly, like I mentioned, and Pat Belhan in midfield. Like, it, it feels weird seeing him in, uh, in, in a Jude's team, and it feels it feels weird seeing that name in a Dublin Senior Football Championship. But, you know, he's a very, very talented footballer, and, um, I mean, I'm sure Jack O'Connor will want this number. I'm sure Desi Farrell's probably fighting him for it as well because he looks like a, a tremendous talent in that midfield.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned about his performance in the semi final. And I just like to tap on the timing that he kicked those points, those two boomers of points. There were times that Judes needed a score. So he clutched up when Judes needed a point. And then not only did he get the first one, he got the second one after. He kind of tagged on another one. And they were at key moments for Judes, and they weren't easy points at all. He boomed them over from the middle of the pitch, easy for a player who can kick the ball as far as he can, and you're 100% right there. Obviously, Kerry need a midfielder. You know, you got David Moran, who is, you know, coming towards the end of his career, he's not getting any younger. you got Mark O'Connor over in the AFL. They can't seem to find a midfield partner for David Moran. And now you've got Pats Beland tearing it up in the Dublin Championship. Dublin, as you mentioned, Desi Farrell, why wouldn't Desi Farrell want him? Especially when you, you see the, the departure of Macaulay, you know, two years ago. They're experimenting around with Leif and Pádraig Burn and they can't really seem to pick which one they want to put there beside him. So I think it's it will be very interesting to see where he ends up because if he if he sparkles in this final, I think he'll be getting a call off probably both of them, and then he'll have his pick as to where he wants to go. But I think he will pick Kerry because of his dad and because of you know the tie that that name has to Kerry football. I think it would it would kill them if they if he went on to play for Dublin and win all Ireland's with Dublin, but yeah he's a massive ace in the pack for Jude's and I think his performance in the final will be absolutely crucial because not only has he shown that he can dominate you know aerially in midfield but he can kick points as well and for a meal for a midfielder that is a huge plus
0: yeah I mean like so skillful on the ball as well and some of his points taken was was breathtaking no doubt about it and you could imagine a situation, maybe like I can only imagine if he did play for Dublin, and imagine Dublin win the All Ireland, and you've got Pat Spillane there and in, in commentary in RTE with a with a Dublin jersey on under a suit or, or something like that. Like, but I mean, yeah, like I'd imagine he would have grown up hearing stories of his dad and hearing stories about mm-hmm. Kerry football. I just I couldn't see him playing for Dublin, like, and I, I feel like as well there'd be a weird kind of pressure around him as well because if he made a mistake or. He wasn't as good as what he was. We'd be like, oh, why are we playing a Kerry man? You know, so I feel like there'd probably be a, a bit of pressure there as well. So I'd imagine he'd uh, he'd probably choose Kerry if he had to choose one of the two, anyways.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think he, the, the family link is too strong for him to select Dublin of all counties as well. It's not like this is a. It's not like this is a, you know, a footballer from Roscommon coming to play for Dublin like if this is Kerry in Dublin like this is like an arm man going to play for Tyrone like it's pure rivalry that is going back as old as time itself nearly in the GAA so there's no way Spillane is playing for Dublin I, I can't see it I think it would put definitely put a strain on the relationship with his dad surely if you know one of the greatest Kerry footballers of all time is you know tearing it up with Dublin and but just while, while we're on the, with the topic we've built this up as Jude's you know, Jude's being a workhorse team, a very much a unit, and then Croaks being this kind of, you know, they're led from the front by their supreme players. But when you look, some of, the, some of the workhorses that they've got, Shane Horn a wing forward has always caught my eye. I think he's always been fantastic. And then, you know, finally got on to an inter-county panel with Offaly. Tom Fox has really impressed me this year as well. He kicked two points in the semifinal against Ballybowl. You know, Darren Mullin in the inside line, he kind of goes underrated. And who Jude's put on him, I think, would be crucial because they have to be careful to not put all their attention on Anion. And then, kind of, Darren Mullen could kick six or seven points in the final, and that could even get Croaks over the line in that respect.
0: Yeah, well, I suppose that's the yeah. worry for Jude's, And that's kind of what I was going to go on to next like, is their defense conceded three goals against Luke, and two of them were penalties every time Lucan kind of got inside there and got in that inside line, like you could see there were causing problems. And even for due at times versus Thomas Davis, they conceded a couple of goal chances in that game. They were lucky enough not to concede that day. So, I mean, that, that is the worry as well as like, if you focus too much attention on Paul Mannion, you then leave spaces. And if you double up on Paul Mannion, we've seen this a number of times when teams go up against Dublin, that leaves the space for the hand pass, for the, you know, for the, for the hand pass goal ball into the back of the net. So I mean that's the that's that's the worry as well, in, in that kind of defensive line from a, from a Jude's point of view, and that's something they'll definitely have to work on because if they don't, like you could see, a, you know, a circumstance where Kilmer could create a number of goal chances there, and it could be goals that wins them the game.
1: Definitely, because as you mentioned with Jude's, that was a game where they were winning comfortably against Lucan and they still managed to concede three goals. I know they're all penalties, but it is still something that jumps out at you. It's God, in a game that you dominated, how are you still conceding three goals? Because obviously to get the penalties, they have to be, you know, decent goal chances. And, you know, giving them up to Croaks, you know, there's goals in that Croaks team. You don't have to, like, even Hugh Kenny then in the other corner, he's known to be, you know, lethal in front of goal. And that is the key thing. Then when you look at the flip side, Croaks at the back are so solid. They kept, they kept the forward line, of with the baskell brothers, Warren Egan, Connell Keeney to three points in the first half of that of a Dublin semi-final. And then like that's that's ridiculous. That's the level of defending there. I know maybe Bowden obviously had an off day. They weren't good at all in the first half, but it was also because, in my opinion, Croaks are fantastic.
0: Yeah, who are you tipping then to to go on and win the Dublin senior football championship? Who what's your uh, what's your prediction if you're to put your neck on the line?
1: I think my heart says Jude's. I think just because they have been after it for so long, but well, my head is saying Croaks. Just by a very narrow scoreline, I think literally two or three points in, I think Mannion will clutch up for Croaks at a crucial time. I think, as you mentioned, the defence, Jude's not as strong on the defence as Croaks are, and obviously then Croaks have the lethal forwards. Judes do too. And Judes, obviously, I've said that Judes will probably, you could argue, win the battle around the midfield. But I just think Crookes' defenders will be able to handle Judes' forwards better than the Judes' defenders will be able to handle the Croaks forwards. And that's why I'm tipping Croaks just by a couple of points.
0: Yeah. I'm kind of along those kind of same lines as well. Like you could see a scenario where Kilmer could probably build up an early lead, drop into a bit of a defensive shell. Jude's are probably having most of the ball, but probably can't find a way through Kilmer could's defense. But, Like, for me personally, I definitely want Judes to win it, like, no doubt about it. I have no affiliation with either club, obviously, with both them being on the south side. And I'd love to see Judes get over the line, especially for Kevin McManaman. Like, there's been no no man probably more than him that's given as much as what he's done to that club and to Dublin GA, in my opinion. Like, when you think of the memories he's given Dublin fans, myself, yourself probably as well, you know, it'd be great for him to have his moment and for, for them to win that championship because, like, Fair enough. They've only been to three finals, but well, this will be their third final. But they've been to so many semi-finals, quarter-finals. They've always been there, thereabouts. And I do think this is probably their best opportunity now, in my opinion, to to go and win it. Because you know, with some of the players that they have there, some of the talent that they have, and obviously Kevin McManaman I is getting older. Like, let's be perfectly honest, but you don't know. Like we've seen it, we've seen in the club championships this year, like all the obvious favorites have been beaten in in most circumstances in Galway in Armagh in so many, you know, club championships across the board. And that's why personally, I feel like St. Jude's are going to go and win this one, because I think for me, they're, they're going to be better around midfield. They're going to be better in possession, you know, and Paul Mannion for as good as he is, undoubtedly one of the best forwards, but do they have someone else who can contribute as much as him? I'm not sure. So, you Know, I'm, I'm gonna tip Jude's, but that's probably more out of uh, more my heart, probably speaking than my head. But yeah, it should make for one cracking game, anyways. Yeah,
1: no, definitely, it'll be a cracker of a game either way. I'll definitely be tuning in right from the start.
0: Perfect, Seamus. Well, uh, I suppose before you go, play on GA. How did you uh play on GA podcast? How did you get started with that? And where can uh, where can people find you if they're looking for you? Yeah, so uh,
1: the idea is just kind of Came up, but I uh, I realised that it was definitely a passion of mine from a from a young age, and then I just kind of decided to go with it. Particularly the lockdown, I think definitely helped because you know I spent a lot of time just kind of wondering what I could what could I take an alternate route with where I was going. But um, no, I like I love doing it. It's uh yes, yeah, just called Play on GAA. We're on Instagram. Uh, we're joining Twitter very soon as well as Spotify. And all our podcasts go out on YouTube, so we do everything. We do match reviews, we do player interviews, we do, you know, GAA news, we do club roundups. Just, we try to, you know, leave no stone unturned when it comes to GAA coverage. I do it with a a good friend of mine, Luke, and, um, yeah, the two of us just put out episodes every week. But, um, yeah, no, but, like, yeah, thanks a million for having me on, though. I really appreciate it,
0: Yeah, no bother. I'll yeah, link it down below, anyways, yeah, yeah. for uh, for people to go and check it out. And yeah, cheers very much, Amos, for coming on. No bother. Thank you.